Welcome to Golden Point Sports, your number one sports talk podcast. Now for your host, two guys who are killing the dad bod book, living out their faith, and talking sports, Robert Foster and Brad Winter. On today's episode, Brad and I are going to review week two of the NFL season as well as preview week three of the NFL season. Now, folks, if you've been around, you know that that includes that includes fantasy football talk, that includes picks. I mean, that includes telling you the most interesting games of the week that you should be watching or at least paying close attention to. But first, Brad, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. Uh... It's been crazy. We moved to Kentucky and uh, well, it'll be a week on Wednesday, so about nine days. And so we're busy packing and at work six to six on Saturday. So it's been good. I'm glad we're able to get on, maybe take a break from everything else. But uh, it's been a little crazy over here in the uh, winter world. So, you know, isn't that, is it, I'm good. I'm good. Isn't that the funny thing about sports? Is like sports is, um, you know, I, I've always looked at sports as kind of a getaway. Um, you know, kind of a getaway, get away from everything, just kind of hang out in sports. I know that people, you know, they talk about politics and whatnot. It's kind of imp- it's kind of being put into sports. Now, granted, I don't think it's political issues uh, that's being put into sports, but that is what it is. Uh, that's another conversation for a different day. Um, but anyways, other than that, Brad, um, I guess we should bring up your favorite sport, golf, the U.S. Open. Uh, was won this weekend by Bryson, by Bryson uh, DeChambeau. Um, listen, it was a good four days of golf. I did not catch much of the action. I did keep up with it, though. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it was good. I mean, it was U.S. Open, uh, one of the biggest events in uh, – well, it's not really the PGA. It's just golf in general. Um, and so, yeah, it, it was good. It was good. I know, Brad, you probably watched all four days, I'm sure, as big of a yeah, golf as you are. Didn't miss a beat. It was great. Hey, but you know what? Speaking of two sports that I know you're probably keeping up with, the NHL for sure, but the NBA, we're in the conference finals. The the Celtics and the Heat, man, they're having a – I mean, they're having a classic series right now. Um, just kind of like, I mean, you just don't know really who's going to win. Um, the Heat look really good. The Heat look like a team uh, that's just really put together. I mean, the, the Heat. I think they're probably the scariest team left in this, Brad, because they're working so well together. Um, And and I I think that that's scary. The Lakers, I think they're going to take care of the Nuggets pretty easily and make it back to the NBA Finals. Um, LeBron going for that fifth ring. And uh, I guess he's trying to chase Jordan six. Brad, quick question for you, I guess, is if if LeBron James gets to that sixth ring, so he would get to the sixth ring, but that would mean that he'd have to at least be in what eleven finals, I believe. So he would be six and five. Um, can you really bring up the ring talk? You know, oh well, Jordan's got more rings. Can you bring that up? Or Jordan never lost in the finals because what if Jordan would have got to five more finals? Maybe he would have lost those. Yeah, I think honestly, it's just a generational thing. Uh, I mean, you you're going to see it. Say, say Patrick Mahomes wins six rings by the time he retires. Uh, you know, the older people are going to say, well, Tom Brady, you know, he's the best quarterback ever. And people are like, well, the younger people are like, well, Patrick Mahomes is the best ever because he has six rings. I mean, the, the talk's never going to end. I mean, Tim Duncan has five rings. No one ever talks about him. Uh, Kobe, you know, has 
I think four, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, each one of the greatest that ever played, no one really talks about him. Uh, you know, Bill Russell has like a, a, a like ten. I'm pretty. No, I'm just kidding, but maybe not ten. But he's a lot, and no one talks about Bill Russell. So I mean, I think, yeah. I mean, I want to say like a definite. I want to give you like a definite answer, but honestly, I think it's just not. It's, I think he's always going to be compared to Jordan. And you know, next time somebody comes up in the NBA, they're going to be compared to LeBron. So at that point, Jordan's going to be ancient history. Uh, then it's going to and then it's going to be a constant comparison to LeBron. So I think at some point in the sports world, I know it's just a topic for us to talk about, but uh, at some point we got to move on and just like, hey, these are going to be these are some of the greatest players to ever play. I don't think I don't think there's ever going to be a true way to make somebody the greatest of all time. Because uh, I mean, yeah, with Brady, yeah, he was good. I mean, he wasn't bad. Um, he's kind of up there with statistics, but. I mean, what about Drew Brees, who hasn't won, has one Super Bowl ring, or Dan Marino, who has, who didn't win any, or what about the the great running backs we've had in the league, or uh, but same with the basketball. I mean, Tim Duncan's probably one of the best centers to play uh, with the five rings, but then you have Will Chamberlain and and Bill Russell and several others. So I think I think at the end of the day, we're just gonna that's gonna be a topic we're never gonna be able to come to a conclusive coherent, conclusive, like everybody is in it together type conclusion. So. I agree. I agree with that. Yeah, I, I love just, you know, I mean, I think that we just got to appreciate it while it's here and we'll just watch it mm -hmm. while it's here. And Exactly, yeah. Um, all right, but the NBA, yeah, by the, by the time that we record next time, we'll be in the NBA Finals. Uh, and, Brad, I mean, I, I mean, I – and originally I think I picked the Bucks and the Clippers. Obviously, both of them are out. Um and so right now, I think I'll take, I mean, I'll take the Lakers uh, for sure to make the finals, but I, I think the Heat's going to make the finals. I just, I like the way they are. And honestly, I'm not saying the Heat will beat the Lakers, but I think the Heat would rather face the Celtics personally. I mean, with the way the, or the Heat, I'm sorry, the Lakers would rather face the Celtics without the Heat are playing. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I think I'll take the Lakers to win it all, though. I mean, LeBron James is just different in the playoffs. I mean, he's just – he's a he's a totally different animal, totally different – you know, I mean, he's just – yeah. I think I'll take the Lakers to still win it all. But, um, I mean, who do you, who do you think uh, – out, out of those four teams, who's making it to the finals, Brad? Yeah, so if you uh, remember the NBA playoff episode, I had the Lakers and the Celtics in the finals. Uh, I thought it would be really fun to watch that battle again. Uh, but anyway, I want to get off my little, uh, you know, pride country for the fall. Um, I want to say that because the Heat, the Heat do look good. They're playing really good team ball. Looks like everybody on that team can can shoot. Uh, there's not really stopping them. Where the Celtics, I mean, if you shut down Kemba and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, which sounds like a lot, uh, you're pretty good. But the Heat, you have uh, you have Bam, you have Jimmy Butler, you have Hero, uh, you have Robinson. I mean, the list goes on and on. Like, yeah. Crowder. Yeah, Crowder, yeah, the list goes on. I mean, I think you have Udall is going to come in and give you good defense. And, and so, yeah, I think overall the Heat – I mean, I, I want to say the Lakers and Celtics again, uh, but I watched game one of that, that uh, Heat-Celtics game. It just took a little bit for the Heat to get clicking, um, but they look, they're looking good. Um, so I'm going to probably – I really want to stick with my original prediction – uh, but the Heat do look awfully good. So, I want to say Lakers Heat, like you did, just because I like the way Heat's playing right now. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Lakers. Uh, although I think the Heat match up well with the Lakers, um, I think they can really give them a run for their money. Um, I think it could very well be a seven-game series, but I think the Lakers are going to push it out. So, if the, if the Heat beats the Lakers, maybe 
LeBron should have took his talents back to South Beach. I would take AD with him. So uh, yeah. All right. So uh, uh, the NHL playoffs update, Brad. Uh, how is that going? We're in the finals now. The NHL finals. We'll have a well. We'll have a champion by next show. Uh, but uh, but yeah. How's that going, Brad? And uh, how are you liking and everything? Yeah, uh, I haven't gotten to watch much of the Stanley Cup just because of life. Uh, but uh, Stars won game one, 4-1 over Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, they play again on Wednesday uh, for game two. Uh, the Stars, man, um, I mean, I, I told you this a little bit before the Stanley Cup final is that both teams are really fast on the ice and uh, a lot of fun to watch on offense. Uh, the Stars are looking really good. The goaltending has been coming up really good. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if uh, the Dallas Stars lose up the uh, Stanley Cup trophy at the end of the uh, series. So and not because they're just one zero. I mean, I saw Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay struggling around Robin did really well when he came to the actual playoffs. Uh, but the Stars, man, they, they're looking really good. They took care of Vegas pretty easily. Uh, went to went to five with the Avs or seven with the Avs. Uh, and the, fact, the Avs were kind of like Tampa Bay Lightning, fast on offense, uh, really quick on the ice. Um, Decent goaltending at times, um, and they're able to beat them. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see the Dallas Stars win up the trophy. So, okay, okay, I, I like it. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I actually, ironically, I know a couple of Dallas Star fans. So, uh, so I'm, I'm pulling for the Dallas Stars as well, uh, even though they are a rival to uh, my uh, Nashville Predators. All right, Brad, let's talk a little college football, shall we? Um, this past week, last week, that we're not going to have the SEC back. Um, I thought that there was a couple of good games. Uh, I thought Miami-Louisville, I mean, I thought they delivered on having a good game. I mean, Miami seemed like they had control of that game pretty much throughout. But, um, you know, I think you have UCF, I think they look good too with their big win over Georgia Tech. Did you have any other takeaways from that from this past weekend, Brad? Uh, I think because the SEC, because Big Ten is taking a while to jump back in and Pac-12 are still in limbo, uh, we're seeing ranked games that maybe shouldn't be ranked uh, – like Louisiana, they were good last year, nine and three. I think they did well. They beat Iowa State on the road. They struggle mightily on the road against Georgia State. Had to win it overtime. Uh, you saw Appalachian State; they were ranked. Uh, they get beat by ten by Marshall. Uh, so uh, you know, I think that's a common thing in college football. We say this every year, but the, the rankings, regardless of what conference is playing or not, the rankings are a little weird and, and kind of overrated. We don't know what we're going to get. But, yeah, Miami Louisville is a good game. Um, I didn't get to watch much of it. I actually fell asleep about 8 o'clock on Saturday night. Uh, but um, I watched the highlights, and it was a good game. And then Navy, which I'll, I'll kind of get to later, our goldies. But uh, Navy was down 24 nothing at halftime. Tulane came back and won 27-24 on a game-winning uh, 33-yard field goal. So, uh, I mean, I thought overall, like, I mean, there were several blowouts. I mean, Pitt played Austin P. Who cares? Uh, and some other, you know, Notre Dame played USF, which really wasn't a competition. But I think overall, um, I thought it was a good weekend of college football um, in regards to some of the, the select games that were actually going to be good. So, Hey, the way I look at this season of, of college football is we have college football. I mean, you know what I'm saying? The fact that we just have college football, I think, is a big deal. Um, all right, Brad. So uh, the SEC, like I said, is back this week. Uh, is there any games that you're interested in watching this week uh, I mean, me personally, I have number 23, Kentucky versus number eight, Auburn. I think it should be a good game. Probably, I mean, maybe the best game of the weekend, possibly. I have another one that I think is going to be a really good game, too. Um, Mississippi State versus number six, LSU. 
I mean, you know, just kind of want to see what LSU looks like, you know, without Joe Burrow, without – I mean, they 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 lost a lot to the NFL draft and to graduation and all that good stuff. And so, um, yeah, I mean, LSU, I just want to see what they look like. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I got Tennessee versus South Carolina. I personally think this is going to be a sneaky good game, and I like this game a lot. Obviously, for my balls, I like the game. But I think it could be a really good game. Um, maybe be close and down to the wire. Uh, number 24, Louisville versus number 21, Pitt. I think it probably should be a fun game as well. Uh, number 22, Army versus number 14, Cincy. Should be fun, too. Um, do you have any other games that you're kind of looking out for? Um, I mean, I know you're, you're going to be in the process of getting everything ready for your move and whatnot, but uh, any games that you might stop and uh, really want to pay attention to and watch? So, uh, for me, for matchups, I get called a, an SEC homer here in Oklahoma. Uh, but, hey, I'm excited about all the SEC games that are coming up this weekend. Uh, personally, I think I'm kind of interested in the uh, West Virginia-Oklahoma State game. West Virginia comes to uh, Stillwater. Uh, Oklahoma State show against Tulsa. They're not an interstate rivalry. Yes, Tulsa's in Oklahoma, but they're only like an hour apart. But Tulsa is not a good football team. Um, and they own most of that game up seven nothing. Wound up losing sixteen to ten uh, to Oklahoma State. So I'm interested to see what they do with West Virginia and that power offense that they have there. Uh, and then the other one would just be an SEC matchup you didn't mention, uh, and that's Florida Ole Miss, uh, number five Florida and Ole Miss, only because Lane Kiffin is at Ole Miss now. I think that could be an intriguing matchup just to see what uh, Ole Miss is going to look like. Uh, how's that going to do? Um, I don't know. I'm just really curious about that matchup. So yeah, they're they're only the they're really the only other two matchups I'd be intrigued by uh, going into this weekend. I mean, I have I have Florida predicted to make the playoffs. So um, so yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, maybe Ole Miss, hey, they could be a team that upsets them. I doubt it, but hey, you never know. Uh, definitely a matchup to keep your eye on and just watch and whatnot. Um, Brad, you know, an odd question for you too. Uh, as, as I also want to mention, the Big Ten is set to resume on October 24th with an eight-game schedule in the championship on December 19th. Um, and so – and then the Pac-12, they're still in limbo. But um, the Big Ten is going to come back, uh, and, and that's great. Eight-game eight schedule, yada, yada, yada. Let me ask you – let me ask you this, Brad. Um, let's say that you have a, a team like Florida and Alabama go undefeated. They don't play each other until, well, the SEC championship if they do, in fact, go undefeated. So let's say they go undefeated, make it to the SEC championship, all right? And then let's say like a Clemson goes undefeated, okay? Or at least, you know, even if they lose like one game, they, they still win the ACC. They can't lose more than one, though, for this, uh, for this example or whatnot. Um, and then let's say like an Ohio State or even a Penn State um, goes undefeated and wins the Big Ten. Then let's say a team – well, actually, Clemson would have to go undefeated. They couldn't lose one because it would uh, – anyways. So, um, then let's say that, like, uh, Oklahoma, for instance, goes undefeated, but they only played, you know, like, Big 12 competition. No offense to the Big 12, but, I mean, you know, the competition may not be as great as other conferences. Now, I'm not really going to talk about the Pac-12 because we just don't know anything about what they're going to do. Uh, but, anyways – so let's say that you got Ohio State and Clemson in the playoff for sure, right? Well, or Penn State, Ohio State or Penn State, one or two. And then you got Clemson in there. Well, let's say Florida and Alabama play each other in an SEC championship game. Let's say it goes into overtime of all things. Well, 
you know, do you possibly kick the loser out or do you put the loser into the playoff too and do you kick like an Oklahoma out? Uh, you know, that's – I mean, I don't want to be a part of the committee, but that's just kind of an odd question. Do you just don't upset anyone and just put Oklahoma in there? Or, you know, I guess the same thing could be said about the Pac-12, but they're looking like they're only going to have like six games, if any, so. Yeah, I mean, my boss would say this about it, and so would the Big 12 teams. I mean, I would say put the loser of the – SEC championship in there. I know the whole ESPN bias or national bias with, with SEC, but I mean, look, the, 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 I mean, if the SEC goes and loses the three Sunbelt teams, you know, is that, is that still justifiable? No, but that's the thing. Big 12, I mean, Iowa State, Kansas, and uh, Kansas State all lost to Sunbelt teams. And I'm not saying those Sunbelt teams are terrible, but there's a reason why they're Sunbelt, not Big 12 teams right. um, or, or SEC teams or ACC teams. Uh, they're not even AAC teams. Um, and so, um, so yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, unless Texas is undefeated, uh, and I w- maybe maybe if Oklahoma State and Texas are undefeated and they both lose to OU and OU finishes undefeated, I mean, there's a consideration there. I mean, because uh, if you can beat two of your best teams in your conferences, why not put them over a one-loss SEC team, you know? But I think at the same time, it's – Again, like if you're not in Big 12 country, uh, majority of the United States doesn't think Pac-12 is good quality football. Um, now, granted, I do think Big 12 is better than ACC. Um, now, that might change a little bit with Miami this year in Louisville, but um, yeah, and Notre Dame, who's now in the ACC this year. Um, but I don't know. So yeah, I, I would not want to be on the committee. Uh, I'm sure they get paid big bucks for a reason. Uh, and they, they do, they watch every, they try to watch every game of the season, at least teams in the top 10, um, teams that are creeping up. Uh, so, I mean, there's, a, what, 15 of them, 20 of them in the committee? I mean, you would think that they, even though they, you might not agree with their decision, I mean, they can't all be wrong. So, I, <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, that's a hard question. I, I would love to give the answer of saying I'd probably put in the one-loss SEC team. But, hey, if OU's undefeated and Texas and Oklahoma State are both one-loss teams, why not, right? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I agree. I, it's definitely kind of an odd year. But, all right, let's uh, let's get away from all the other sports, from college football and all that good stuff, uh, and let's go to NFL talk, Brad. Let's review week two in the NFL. Um, listen, I think there's only two words that can describe week two of the NFL season, and that is injury galore. Now, we did have a lot of injuries in the last week as well, um, but this week, I mean, we had some big-name people go down. We had a, a guy – we had Saquon Barkley. He is he is going to – you know, he's out for the rest of the season with ACL tear. Cortland Sutton, wide receiver for the Denver Broncos, also out for the season with an ACL tear. I think Joey – or not Joey, Nick Bosa is also out for the season with an ACL tear. Um, I mean – Kristen McCaffrey is out with a high ankle sprain for multiple weeks. Now, personally, I mean, depending on what the what the Panthers look like when he's supposed to come back, do they possibly just shut him down for the rest of the season? I mean, he's your guy. Do you just – I mean, yeah, fantasy team's all out there. All right, if you have CMC and you're listening, you're probably screaming at me telling me I'm an idiot for thinking that. But, I mean, this is your guy. I have CMC as well. Now, granted, the team that I have him on is really set and is fine at running back for now. But, and knock on wood, 
because it, it may not happen. Brad's in that league too. And, you know, I'm dominating that league, but hey, you know, whatever. Um, so, <laughs> um, so, but the thing is, is like, yeah, it's a lot of injuries. Devontae Adams has a hamstring injury. Drew Locke, he's out with a rotator cup uh, tear until week seven. But honestly, a rotator cup tear, I mean, listen, that's, that's an injury that could be, that could happen to him again if he comes back. Uh, maybe too early or uh, yeah um the, the 49ers all together I, I mean like they lost like half their starters yeah you know I saw this <laughs> this is horrible if you're an Avengers fan at all which I'm not a huge Avengers fan but I thought it was something um and it was when uh uh Thanos uh I guess died in the in the movie or whatnot he um it was uh they they said uh did you beat the Jets? And it was something like that. Anyways, like they they asked, did you beat the Jets, 49ers? You know, Thanos was the 49ers. He said yes, uh, but they did it at the cost of losing, like, half their starters. I mean, Raheem Mostert, uh, I think I think D4 was already down. Jimmy G went down. Man, I, I just – Solomon Thomas. Uh, I mean, George Kittle. I mean, he was already out, but, I mean, if – I, I don't know. I was high on the 49ers, but, I mean, I just – I mean, yeah, they had a great win against the Jets, but I, I think that, that NFC West is going to be way too hard for them to – way too hard for them – for how injured they are, I just don't think they can win the NFC West. Uh, and I surely don't – I don't think they'll make the playoffs. And, I well, obviously, if I don't think they'll make the playoffs, they surely won't make the Super Bowl. So, um, but, hey, maybe. I mean, you just never know. I don't know if Jimmy G's – if he can play, I don't know if he's good. I don't know. I mean, if they have the number one overall pick, do you maybe get Trevor Lawrence to replace Jimmy G too? Like, I think that that could be a good question. But, uh, but anyways, that, you know, that's for later on. So, uh, but anyways, yes, we had a lot of injuries, Brad, and that, that really sums up last week. I think, you know, should we be worried? Um, should we be worried that this is going to keep happening? Because we lost guys like Le'Veon Bell last week. Um, my mind is going blank. Well, we lost a few. I mean, we lost a few. I mean, we lost a few people uh, who were kind of Malik Hooker. We also lost him. I think we lost him. They lost him this week, though, I think. Uh, Marlon Mack, we lost him last week. Uh, the Chargers, I mean, not only do they have Old Man Rivers at quarterback, they, they got injuries galore as well. And so, um, yeah, I mean – uh, Jack Doyle was out for them too. Uh, Taewon Taylor, uh, because of the fact that he was out for yesterday's game, uh, Justin Herbert got the start, man. He got the start and he took the Chiefs to overtime. I mean, I can't like, whoo. Okay, you know what I'm saying? I mean, Justin Herbert, he may be pretty good. I mean, he may be – Justin Herbert looked good against the Chiefs yesterday and that, and that Chargers defense looked pretty legit as well. Uh, they also lost Darwin Thompson. They've, they've lost a couple of people as well. But that, that defense looks pretty good. So, anyways, Brian, um, what, are you worried if this keeps happening? Like, should we be worried about injuries if this keeps happening um, and, and everything? I mean, I would say the obvious answer is yes, because I was looking at the San Francisco depth chart before we came on, and there's a lot of O's and IR's on that depth chart. Uh, from the second string, the third string, the first string – uh, there's a lot of O's and IR's. So, I mean, they're just a sample of the NFL, you know, like uh, the Steelers lost two linemen last week. Uh, James Conner got in, beat up a little bit, dinged up a little bit. Um, I mean, you're seeing it all around the league. Um, and 
I'd hate for us to get to uh, week, I don't know, seven or eight and uh, have to deal with an XFL, AFL type or whatever it was uh, type uh, deal, you know, uh, or yeah, the Alliance Football League or whatever it was. So and saying all that, yeah, uh, I am really nervous about all these injuries. So we'll see how it happens. But Robert, let's go into the Goldies. Goldies is something we started last week. Uh, we put it out on Facebook. Didn't do it over air. Um, it's just just like the Emmys. You know, they give great performances to day actors, Oscars, TV, whatnot. Well, we watch football every week, so why not do the Goldies? And uh, we don't have an image for that yet. We will. But uh, we try to do three different categories for NFL and college football. And maybe we'll add NBA, NHL, and MLB at some point. Uh, but for the NFL, the golden MVP of the week is Aaron Jones. Uh, running back for the Green Bay Packers at 168 yards on 19 rushing attempts, averaging 9.3 yards a carry. Holy cow. Um, and 68 yards receiving with one touchdown. Again, they did go against an underwhelming Matt Patricia defense once again. But, man, holy cow, he, he's playing for a contract. Uh, game of the week, I originally put on here KC and uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, you know, KC comes back, wins in overtime, 23-20. You got to see Justin Herbert in action. He did pretty well. Uh, but I'm actually going to put in here the second 20-point comeback in Atlanta Falcons history. It wasn't even for them. It was for their opponent. So they lost 20 – you know, they were up 28-3 in the famous Super Bowl against the Patriots. Uh, they are up 20 nothing early against Dallas in the first half. Uh, and then lose – I got to watch the end of that game. That was exciting. Um, but lose – uh, to Dallas, 40-39, to 39, the last second kick uh, in Dallas. And so it had the really cool onside kick recovery that we got to see with the, the little uh, spinning kick on the turf. That was pretty neat. I don't know why Atlanta played the way they did on the onside kick, but they did, and they lose 40-39. to 39. Um, And then the rookie of the week, um, I kind of went back and forth on this, but I'm actually going to pick Joe Burrow of the Cincinnati Bengals quarterback. He had 316 yards, three touchdowns. Also rushed for 19 and scored another, I believe. And so, in saying all of that, uh, Joe Burrow had an excellent day or night, I guess, against Cleveland. Uh, the whole number one pick, first number one pick. Uh, you know, Baker did great, and that was good. Uh, I still think Joe Burrow might have a better future than Baker Mayfield, but that's still yet to see. That was just one game. Uh, but Joe Burrow is the Golden Rookie of the Week. So, real quick, Golden MVP, Aaron Jones. Golden Game of the Week, Dallas win over Atlanta. And the uh, Golden Rookie of the Week is Joe Burrow. Uh, let's go into college football. College football, Goldens, or Goldies, uh, the Golden MVP for college football. I have uh, Williams. He's a wide receiver from University of Central Florida. Now, their quarterback did well. Their quarterback threw for 417 yards and four touchdowns in a ACC defense. Um but, but the receiver there, Williams, had 154 yards, career high, and two touchdowns. So he's the MVP of the week for college football. Uh, game of the week, uh, one, I thought I was actually going to say the Louisiana Lafayette, or Louisiana Lafayette, the Raging Cajuns. Uh, it was their first overtime win since 2005. But they had to come back in Georgia State, who beat your Tennessee Vols last year. So maybe they're, maybe they're legitimate. Who knows? Uh, but I actually picked – Navy over Tulane, which I mentioned a little bit earlier in the podcast. Uh, Navy down 24 nothing at the half to Tulane. Uh, Navy uh, completes their biggest comeback in school history with 24 points. Uh, kicks a game-winning field goal, 33 yards. Uh, they win the game 27-24 against Tulane. And then my golden upset of the week goes to Marshall. Again, Appalachian State, when I think of that, I'm like, mm, is that really an upset? But, hey, they're ranked, so it's an upset. Uh, Marshall wasn't. So Marshall wins 17-7 over uh, 25th ranked Appalachian State, and it's actually Marshall's 
first victory over an opponent that's ranked since 2003. So shout out to the to the to the herd, the thundering herd, uh, and where Randy Moss once played. So, and saying all that, uh, that's my goldies of the week. Brian, I like them. I like them. We we posted the goldies last week on our Facebook page, and we did not get them on the page. Uh, or we did not get them in the podcast, but we will be putting them in the podcast and on the page. So go check us out over at uh, Golden Point Sports on Facebook, on Instagram. Uh, we have not went over to Twitter yet, but we plan to. We have planned to. We uh, we also plan to get on TikTok, but TikTok is in a uh, well. They're kind of in limbo of whether or not they're actually going to be around. So um, never mind about them. All right, Brad, let's go to break, and when we come back, we will start talking about. We will start previewing week three of the NFL season with our fantasy football starts and sits. All right, folks, and we are back. All right, Brad, first things first, probably my favorite part of the show is fantasy football starts and sits. Fantasy football, honestly, I I think if the Titans ever won the Super Bowl, I'd probably – I'm not saying I would stop being a Titans fan, but I think I would more – I'd, I'd stop focusing on actually watching football necessarily just to, you know, like a specific team. I think I would more or less like be, a, um, you know, I, I would like, I would go into, you know, fantasy football more. I, there's a lot of people who play fantasy football who don't really watch or who don't really have a team anymore because of fantasy football. And I think maybe I'd be that way. Maybe, I don't know. It just kind of depends. I love fantasy football and I guess that's just the way it is. But um, all right. So let's do our starts and sits. Um, before we do that, though, the fact that we, we were just talking about all these injuries, Brad, and honestly, listen, I think that the waiver wire or if you or if you play with Fab, um, it's going to be absolutely – I mean, it's going to be like – it's going to be on fire this week. I mean, um, and not even just for guys like Mike Davis or Deion Lewis or Devontae Freeman or whoever, you know, because some people are going to need that court, that running back, but also maybe wide receivers. But maybe two, Brad, maybe there's guys out there who you should look at getting not because of not because of uh because of like they're gonna or they are the starters now because of injury or whatnot, but because they're the backup. You know, maybe you're gonna look into getting the backup running back to a you know, to a to a starting running back because you're like, Well, I wanna get ahead of the game. And so I think that, that I think that that's part of it. But yeah, if you're if you're playing fantasy football, look, this week alone, this week alone could, I mean, it, it could do, it could, uh, I, I mean, it could really, um, it could really, I guess, I, I don't know, I don't, it could change the landscape of your fantasy league possibly that for this season, maybe. I mean, the injuries already have, but I mean, let's say, you know, you have a, you know, a Christian McCaffrey, but you don't get Mike Davis, you know. Uh, I mean, your season maybe even hurt even more. Now, granted, I don't think Mike Davis is your is a is a guy who's going to win you early. But still, hey, you never know. You never know. I, I've picked up plenty of people off the waiver wire that's won me a league. That's for sure. Uh, shout out Wayne Gallman last year. Uh, but anyways, all right. So let's go into this, Brad. Fantasy football starts and sits this week at quarterback. I have start Gardner Minshew. Um, Listen, I know we're, we're kind of picking on the Dolphins here, but Garner Minshew, he looked good against the Titans. They almost pulled that win out. And uh, so good good job to them. But also, I mean, yeah, Minshew Mania is running wild, brother. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, listen, it's going to run wild 
uh, on the Dolphins, that's for sure. And so uh, I also have sit Teddy Bridgewater against the Chargers. Um, I mean, I don't think anyone's actually going to start him, but I, I mean, even if you're in a two QB league, I hope you got a third quarterback because I wouldn't start him. Brad, what about you at quarterback and or at quarterback? Well, who would you start and sit? Uh, yeah, so you're talking about Minshew. I was typing it in the comments here, but I'll just say it out loud. Uh, if the Titans lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars in their second game against the Jags for the season, I think you should take a picture, a selfie in jean shorts and aviator sunglasses and grow a mustache out and post it on Facebook. But anyway, that's just me. I think that'd be really cool. I, I don't know if you can grow facial hair, but. I, I can't grow facial hair um, that fast, unfortunately. Um, it is it is the one thing that doesn't make me a man. And so, uh, and so, um, but you know what? I will, I don't know. Uh, maybe I can get a fake one or something. But hey, I believe in Minshew Mania. I do. Um, hey, I'm so, just saying, that'd be a fun bet. Maybe you come up with one for Steelers. But anyway. Um, yeah. Right, so, so I put it, Brad. Yeah, so my quarterback start is Kyler Murray against Detroit. Uh, this this promise Matt Patricia defense has been garbage. Um, and I don't know if it's because Bill Belichick ran more than we thought he did uh, when Matt Patricia was with New England, but I'd pick Kyler Murray here. He's been great. Uh, he's looked good against the 49ers, and he looks great against Washington, uh, which Washington, a lot of people are giving Washington a lot of crap, but their defense was really good against the Eagles. Uh, but I guess who isn't this year? So, um, but uh, Kyler Murray, I would start him this week, which I was kind of glad Josh Allen was my start of the week because he did really, really well. Uh, my other guys, you know, might have started to sit. You might not want to listen to me all the time, but uh, my set of the week, if you have him as a starting quarterback. Now, this is a stretch, but I couldn't find just a really, really bad option at quarterback. I'm going to put Kirk Cousins down here against Tennessee. Uh, I mean, he threw three interceptions against Indianapolis. Uh, he is not doing good this year, and his offensive line. I mean, he, you heard the comment on Sunday, maybe like, "Well, if I die, I die," uh, because that's how bad his offensive line is this year. Uh, and so, I mean, he can't even get two, three yards down the field without getting killed by a defensive lineman. So, if for some reason you have him on the on your fantasy team, if you need to start him now, deeper leagues you might have to. Um, I guess if you're not in a deeper league, someone like a uh, the Sean Watson against the Steelers, maybe. Uh, you might want to sit him as well. I think another problem with Deshaun Watson right now is he's still trying to figure out his number one receiver. Um, and so, yeah, so I would say Kirk Cousins, maybe in the deeper leagues, if you think I'm stretching too much, I would say Deshaun Watson against the Steelers. Interesting, Brad. I like that. All right, for running back, I have start Kareem Hunt. I mean, listen, I, I, a lot of people drafted him because, you know, they knew he'd get work. But honestly, I, I think he's a low RB2 most weeks. Um and maybe, maybe, maybe a, a high-end RB3 flex play. Um, but, I mean, against the Bengals, he had RB1-type numbers. I mean, mm -hmm. so, um, he, so yes, yeah, start Kareem Hunt. They're playing the Washington uh, football team. Uh, so, I think that he will get work. Um, and then sit whoever starts in Barkley's place for the Giants. Um, we just don't know. We just don't know how it will shake out yet. I mean, you got, you got Deion Lewis. You got Wayne Gallman. Or even if they go out and they sign someone like a like a Devonte Freeman, um, you don't know how it's going to shake out yet. So I wouldn't I wouldn't trust starting any of those. I mean, if you have to, if you lost Barkley and you got a, no other choice, I I think I would start Lewis. I mean, he looked like he was going to be a bell cow, but um, the bell cow, the bell cow. Uh, but I mean, Wayne Gallman done okay last year as well. Uh, and then again, Devonte Freeman sitting there. So yeah, I would. Yeah, I would start Kareem Hunt and then sit whoever's going to start for the uh, Giants. 
Yeah, I think for my start of the week, it's going to be Miles Sanders. I actually had him on the bench. I wasn't sure if he'd do well. Uh, I put him in over Jonathan Taylor. Uh, but Saquon Barkley, most of my other back, and maybe I should have just double thought that. Uh, but anyway, uh, Miles Sanders did well coming back against the Rams this week. Uh, but I want to say start him against Cincinnati. I mean, I know that if you listen to any of the Cincinnati games, the announcers are really big on DJ Reader and some of the, the improvements that the Cincinnati Bengals have made on defense, but their defense is not good. Uh, Chubb was able to get 126 yards. Cream Hunt added another 87. Um, yeah, start start Miles Sanders here. And I would even say if you need to, uh, in a running back three position, maybe even try to put in Boston Scott in there and get some carries for you. Um, and then my sit of the week would be Todd Gurley against the Chicago Bears. Um, he just has been uh, underperforming. And I know you're like, well, he was injured last year. He didn't really do good last year. Uh, we thought maybe going to Atlanta, he would do better. Uh, and he's still, I mean, he's still probably like a running back two. He's, I mean, and it's crazy because three years ago, he's a running back one. I, I say I, lately, I feel like he's been more of a running back two, running back three in the league. So I would, I would probably sit him against the, uh, the Bears. Okay, I like it. I like it. All right, so wide receiver, I have start Deontay Johnson. Um, listen, Big Ben, he likes this big target. I mean, he likes him a lot. Um, I, I mean, if you if you listen to any fantasy football experts like ourselves, I'm just kidding. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I mean, listen, we've won a couple of leagues, but we well, I don't think we're experts for sure. We'd like to be, but uh, but uh, yeah, Deontay Johnson, he was they were people were big on him and uh yeah i would i would be big on him as well uh deontay johnson should do well uh and then sit dj moore listen i mean with cmc out and not really sure how that backfield is going to shake out mike davis probably going to get the start um but you know he's kind of been around the horn as well so they may, they may look at someone else too um but the chargers you know i think they'll focus on shutting down the panthers wide receivers uh and yeah i mean you know dj moore um He's going to have to it, – it, I just had it in my head. He's going to have to you – know, the, the corners that he's going to go against, uh, Chris Harris, Jr. Um, I had one mother. I knew the other one. Now he's like – he's. I don't know. Anyways, I'm blanking on that. But either way, yeah, I would sit um, – I, I would I would start Deontay Johnson. I would sit DJ Moore. Uh, Brad, what about you at, at wide receiver? Yeah, so uh, I would – I don't know. I was kind of I was kind of in a battle with this. I, I would say – and this, this is kind of in the same matchup, but, I mean, I think you can start either DK Metcalf or Michael Gallup. Uh, Metcalf did great against Stephen Gilmore uh, last night, which is a considered by many one of the top, if not the top, cornerback in the league. Uh, he did well. Um, granted, now Russell Wilson's been slinging touchdowns like, like nobody's business. I have nine touchdowns in two games, but – um, and then my other one really would be Michael Gallup. I, I've been kind of high on him. He's been underperforming. But with all the injuries that Seattle has been sustaining in the secondary um, and even had more, although Dunbar came in last night, had a pick in the next play, um, and he did well. But I would, I would say either – I would say Michael, <laughs> Michael Gallup or DK Metcalf for uh, the start of the week, sit of the week. Um, I know the Jets uh, – you might say, well, it's the Jets. Well, you know uh, – there, there uh, was a Chris Hogan and Jameson Crowder actually did pretty decent if you're in a PPR league last week. Um, but I just, just because they had a, a decent game, I wouldn't pick them up, put them on, put them in the starting lineup. So stay away from the Jets receivers, although they did well in PPR leagues this past week. And I, I want to stay away from anybody that plays for the Jets. All right. I, I just like. Well, I say the same thing with the Giants. So. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather, honestly, I'd rather play Daniel Jones than, than Sam Darnold, though, really. 
Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I agree there. I, I, it might be a stretch, but, I mean, honestly, at least Daniel Jones has some weapons. I mean, mm-hmm. Sam Darnold – I mean, I mean, well, he's lost his running back now. Well, they both lost their running backs. But either way, um, all right, so for tight ends, uh, I have start TJ Hawkinson. He had six catches for 131 yards and a touchdown against the Cardinals last year. Uh, he's still been a big target for uh, – he caught five balls this past week, I think five or six the week before for, for Matt, from Matthew Stafford. He's going to be a big-time start. Or big, I think he's a big-time start. Uh, for the for the for the Lions uh, against the Cardinals here, and then listen, this isn't just a sit. Don't just sit this guy. Release this guy. All right. Why is Rob Gronkowski even on your team? Like, it, why? I mean, that, that, no, just just drop him altogether. If you have him on your team, for sure, sit him. But uh, just go out there and drop him. I mean, honestly, there's so many more running. There's so many tight ends out there that you could have. I mean, that's probably sitting on your. He's probably sitting on free agency, like a like a TJ Hawkinson, a Johnu Smith who had a big week. Uh, you know, I, I mean, shoot, I think I'd rather have Eric Ebron. No offense, Brad, but I think I'd rather have Eric Ebron than Grog, Rob Gronkowski. I mean, I, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Gronk, I thought maybe he could get it together against the Panthers, or maybe, but doesn't look like it. So yeah, I would, I would just drop Gronk altogether and sit him for sure. Yeah, I think Janu Smith was was kind of up there in my start of the week. Uh, I mean, he was obviously Tannehill's favorite uh, target this past Sunday. I mean, he was a sleeper in most leagues. Like, a lot of people said he was going to be a good sleeper pick, and Sunday showed why. So, uh, I was going to say him, but I'm actually going to pick Noah F- uh, Font, or Fan, however you say his last name, for the for the Broncos. And the reason why I say this, I know Drew Locke is out. But in saying that, he was he was one of Jeff Driscoll's favorite targets. Uh, Corlin Sutton go down. Judy was uh, not sure if he was going to come back. Um, so, yeah, I would start Noah uh, Font, Fant, whatever you want to call him against Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay has a decent uh, defense, but even when they played the Saints, I mean, they were giving up big yards to Jared Cook. So, um, I would pick uh, Noah there. And then my sit of the week would actually be Darren Waller, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. And the reason why I say that because I think New England, although they've had to fill in some holes, like putting in a little tiny guy named Phillips at linebacker, he's like 200 pounds. Um, and you would think that they would give up a lot of yards to tight ends over the middle. Uh, but they actually held Greg Olson to no catches and no yards last night. Um, and they did well against Mike Gusecki the week before, who, <clears throat> sorry, had 130 yards and a touchdown this past Sunday. So, and saying all that, um, and saying all that, uh, I would sit Darren Waller against New England this week. All right, I like it. All right, so defenses, I have start the Chargers. Uh, the Panthers, I, I mean, they're bad. I mean, without CMC, they may be really bad. Uh, you know, listen, if they if they wind up with the number one pick, I mean, do you – I mean, I wouldn't give up on Teddy Bridgewater, but, listen, that question's got to be there. Uh, do you possibly draft a, a Trevor Lawrence, for instance, or a, a Justin Fields or, you know, I just – I mean, just saying. I mean, you, you got to at least think about that. Um, all right, so uh, – and also, I mean, just look at what the Chargers did against the Chiefs. I mean, listen, if they can stop Mahomes or slow down Mahomes in that Chiefs offense, I mean, the Panthers, it, they may not get a first down. Um, so I doubt they'll get a first down in like the fourth quarter, last two minutes. Um, all right, so I would sit the Bears as well. Listen, Falcons and the Falcons and Matt Ryan, they they've been scoring. Um, I mean they they're they're able to kind of score, not at will. Uh they're obviously not able to score in the last few minutes of the fourth quarter, but that's you know, that's beside the point. And they can't jump on an offside kick. But uh good job to the uh, Cowboys on a on a miraculous comeback. I think what what was that? I think it was um 
it was like being up. No team had lost. Like when they scored thirty nine points, no team had lost. Um, when they had the lead in like the last, I don't know. Anyways, either way, it was something like that. And before yesterday, the teams were four hundred and forty one and zero. Uh, and then now they're four hundred and forty one and one because of the Falcons. Okay, the Falcons. Uh, no lead is safe when you're an Atlanta Falcon. No lead is safe. That's for sure. Uh, 28 to three. Uh, but yeah, I would sit the bears though, just because I, I mean, I just think that the Falcons will be able to score on them. Um, and I think you might be able to have better options out there. Like, I don't know, the chargers. Yeah. I would say, yeah, I think for me, uh, Indianapolis, I know I said that the first week in Jacksonville and they kind of laid an egg, but man, they got me 21 points, uh, in one of my leagues on defense this past week when they played Minnesota, uh, I think they're playing a similar offense in Indianapolis, or sorry, and as the New York Jets. Uh, so I would definitely start them against the New York Jets. I think you're going to have another big day uh, against what the Jets call somewhat of an offense or even call Adam Gase a coach. Uh, and then number two for, for sit of the week, I think this can go either way, just like my, my receivers here. Uh, I would either sit Dallas or Seattle. I mean, I know they're going against each other, but Dallas, I mean, they just showed they can score lots of points. Uh, and Seattle, but the Seattle's also and, and Seattle's injured in the back in the defense. But then on the flip side of it, Dallas has to go against Russell Wilson and that offense that's just killing it right now. So uh, I think this is going to be a high scoring game. So I would sit one of these two defenses if you have them this week, Dallas or Seattle. Okay. All right. Uh, my golden start of the week is Jags running back James Robinson. Uh, he's gotten better and better each week. Um, you know, I think he should be able to do well against the Dolphins. And, uh, I mean, I have him in a couple of leagues, and and he's – I mean, he's going to make his debut as a starter for me this week most likely, um, depending on who I have, you know, that I can, you know, bench him for or whatnot. But um, he's probably going to make my – he's probably going to start for me this week. Um, and so I, I like him. I like him a lot. So – but, yeah, that's my golden start of the week, Brad. I, I don't know. Do you have a golden start of the week this week? Uh I would definitely say my, my golden start of the week. I, well, real quick, when you talk about James Robinson, I have him on a few of my leagues as well. Um, and I've sat him on the bench the last two weeks, um, and I kind of regret that. So I'm going to start. He's also going to officially start my leagues as well, when I, the three teams I have him on. Uh, but I will say my golden start of the week will be Miles Sanders against Cincinnati. Again, I just don't trust that Cincinnati defense against the run. And Miles Sanders, when he's healthy, he's on. Um, and he showed that this past week against the Rams. So uh, I was golden so – I would – Start Miles Sanders. That's my going start of the week. I mean, he was okay. Never mind. Never mind. I was going to say, yeah. Well, okay. So he's uh, never mind. I, I don't know what I was going to say there, but I was like, had a different thought, I guess. All right. So week three preview, Brad. Let's talk about the NFL games this week. We will pick three games uh, you're, that we're most interested in watching. And yes, folks, there is an obvious choice that both of us have decided that we shouldn't pick, and that is the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Baltimore Ravens. If you're not watching that game, um, it's either because you can't or because you're not a football fan, okay? you got to watch that game. I think the same kind of is the same about another game, but I think Brad might have that one. So, either way, let's pick three games that we're most interested in watching. Um, for me, I have the Texans versus Steelers. That's right. I'm going to swoop in and grab Brad's team. He grabbed mine last week, so I'm going to grab his. Um, listen, the, the Texans have been dealt a bad hand. Uh, and they have to be tired of losing at this point. Um, I'm not I'm not as sold on the Steelers' offense. Uh, so, I mean, I don't think the Steelers is going to be able to blow out the Texans or anything like that. So, 
I mean, I think that it could be a close game down to the wire. Uh, the Texans are a fellow uh, team in my in my in my team's division, so I'll be pulling for the Steelers to win. Um, hey, Brad, next week Titans versus Steelers. Uh, we're gonna have to come up with something. Uh, going to be interesting but either way um yeah I, the texas versus steelers i think this, this is going to be a good game what about you brad yeah my first one is the rams and the bills uh i just i don't know rams are surprisingly 2-0 uh bills are looking sharp uh they, they let miami come back at the end but on offense they're looking good so uh i like josh allen's 400 yard performance i think they're gonna have their hands full uh in regards to la rams with with josh uh, Dar uh josh allen sorry i'm gonna say josh arnold Josh Allen and uh, and with uh, Zach Moss and, and Singletary did well this past week and that receiving core. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. I, I agree. I, I like that choice. Uh, it's actually one of mine, really. I wanted to pick it, but, uh, but I, that, you know, there's some stinky good games, like a Lions versus Cardinals game. Last year, uh, I mean, their game was great. Now, granted, okay, the Cardinals, are they going to beat the Lions? Probably. But – I, I just when, – when I look at sneaky good games, I look at a game like the Cardinals and, and Lions where, yes, do I expect the Cardinals to whoop the Lions? Sure. But, I mean, they had a good game last year, um, kind of a rematch. Let's see who can break the tie. Last year it was between two teams who were bad. Uh, this year it's between a team who <laughs> – between a team who's really still bad um, in the Lions, but also between a team like the Cardinals, who, I mean, they could shock the world. I, they look good. I mean, now, granted, the people they played, maybe not the greatest of competition. I mean, the well, I guess you had the 49ers, but the 49ers, I mean, I don't know. They're kind of – I mean, they weren't as injured last week, so I guess it's – I don't know. Anyways, all right. So, uh, but, yeah, I, I like the Lions versus Cardinals game this year. Probably isn't going to be that great of a game, and, and I may put my foot in my mouth with this game, but – um, they had a good game last year, so I guess I'm leaning on that. Yeah, my second game of the week uh, really is a game that my pe many people might think, well, it's a one-on-one -on -one team versus an 0 and 2 team, but it's uh, this Thursday. I think the Finns and the Jags will be a fun game to watch. Uh, will we get Fitzmagic the whole game, or will we get Tua uh, coming in like the Chargers pulling in Justin Herbert? Uh, but, I mean, obviously not for an injury, but uh, will you see Tua for the first time this season? Uh, the Jags – what does that look like? Does Tyler Eifert stay healthy and be that safety valve for Garner Minshew? And do they blow out the Finns, or is it a close game? Uh, I think this could really be a fun matchup, but not necessarily something I'm, I'm – I mean, I want to keep up with it. Uh, it might be the only time I get to watch Minshew all, all year, um, so I might actually watch it. But, yeah, uh, interesting. To me, it could be a really fun matchup to watch. I, I agree with you. I, I like that pick, Brad. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's primetime game. You know, I, I always like those games usually – most of the time, they're interesting. I mean, that Browns-Bengals game, I mean, it was possible one of the best matches all week. Uh, it may have, you know, so, I mean, it was a really good game. So, all right, so my last one is kind of two of them, kind of a twofold. Uh, just kind of want to mention one of them, but I got Seattle versus Dallas uh, and also Bears versus Falcons. I think that they could be sneaky good games. Seattle versus Dallas, probably a high-scoring game. A lot of people like that. Um, I do, too. I like a little defense, but – you know, um, I'm fine with a defensive battle too. Uh, not a, not a, you know, not a Patriots versus Rams Super Bowl type defensive battle, but still, uh, you know, a little defensive battle. Uh, Bears versus Falcons. I think it could be a good game. I mean, Falcons have a high-powered offense versus a very good defense of the Bears. Um, 
Can we see? I mean, Mitchell Trubisky should be able to do something against that Falcons defense as well. Mitchell Trubisky, hey, silently, he's having a okay year. Uh, now he's not. He's played the Lions and the Giants, so let's not go, you know, too far yet. But uh, but yeah, um, I think both of those games could be could be pretty good games to to keep our eye on and watch. Yeah, my last game for the week is really the Packers and the Saints, and I mean, I like to see. I like. The Packers don't seem like they missed the beat on offense, despite not drafting a wide receiver with uh, Devontae Adams being injured with a hamstring problem. Uh, but then they face the Saints, uh, and it's not the Superdome full of people, so it might not be the same thing. But uh, the Saints is probably the first real defense they match up against. I mean, they played Minnesota and Detroit, both defenses are in the bottom of the league. The Saints are are in the top three or four, I believe. And so, yeah, so I like to just see, um, and I'm not a big fan of the Packers for whatever reason. I just never really been a big fan of them. Maybe it's because of the 2011 Super Bowl, and I just never really liked A-Rod. But, um, yeah, I think this could be a lot of fun to watch because I think the Packers are finally going to get a good defense. Um, and this is the best quarterback the Packers defense has faced so far. So I think this is probably the first true test for the Packers where a lot of people had them, number two or three in their power rankings. Uh, I can't go in that much respect. And you might say, well, you're biased. But, honestly, I just haven't seen them face a – good top to bottom all around holistically good team like the Saints I, I I like that pick I agree I think it'll be a good game as well and probably definitely a game another primetime game and so definitely a game to watch for sure um I like those picks uh I mean I think every game is worth watching but um but if you had to pick hey maybe go with the games that we just picked so that is our most interesting games of the week all right, folks, before we give our week three NFL picks, we are going to give our power rankings. We've been doing this on our Facebook page, Golden Point Sports, uh, and also we've been doing this on our Instagram at Golden Point Sports, but we're going to put it on the podcast as well. Uh, but if you, want to, if you want to see the hard copy, uh, go look at it on the, on the post that we, po- that we put out. Um, but nonetheless, Brad, let's give our power rankings here. Um, I'll go first. All right, so my number one team is the Ravens. Yes, they dropped, they beat, they jumped the Chiefs this week for me because I, I just feel like they're – I feel like they, they've been really dominant. And the Chiefs, they – I mean, they had an OT game against the Chargers. And no offense to the Chargers, but still an OT game nonetheless. All right, number two is the Chiefs for me. Number three, the Seattle Seahawks had a close game against the Patriots. But you know what, the Patriots – Listen, they're a better team than what people expected this year. Uh, but should we really expect anything other than other than that? I mean, it is Bill Belichick, and if Cam Newton's playing to the caliber that he is, uh, yeah. Um, number four, I have the Green Bay Packers. I mean, they've looked really good. Uh, they have a they're gonna have they're gonna have a big test against the Saints this week, even though the Saints did mess up and lose to the uh, do lose to the Raiders. But it is what it is. Number five, I have the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I like the, I like this Buffalo team. Josh Allen is putting on a MVT, MVP type season so far. Number six, I have another quarterback who's put on an MVP type season. That's Kyler Murray in the Arizona Cardinals. Yes, they have they have jumped far. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I I kind of I'm starting to believe in these Cardinals, Brad. Um, and I, I think the Cardinals Seahawks could be a battle like the 49ers Seahawks was last year uh, in that in that NFC West. Number seven, I have the Tennessee Titans. Listen, the number seven and eight, I could probably flip-flop them all day long. That number eight is the Steelers. Um, They play each other in week four. They both, I think, can get a win in week three. The Steelers probably having a harder case against the Texans. But but if they they go into week four undefeated, Brad and I, well, it'll be interesting, that's for sure. (laughs) 
And number nine, I have the New Orleans Saints. Again, they lost the Raiders on Monday Night Football last night, and that's just um, that's. I mean, you just can't you can't do that and not expect to at least fall. They could have fell out of my top ten, but you know what? Maybe the Raiders are just better. I expect the Raiders to fall off, and that's why the Raiders are not my number ten team. And it is a, another team that's around in the West, and that is the L.A. Rams. Uh, the Rams, I think they've looked a lot better than what people expect. And, um, and listen, you got the Cardinals, you got the Seahawks, you got the Rams, and the and the, the NFC champion from last year, the 49ers, uh, after, especially after all their injuries, um, they're looking like they're going to be left out in the dark and uh, maybe even the fourth-place team in this division. But, yeah, that's my power rankings, Brad. How about you? Yeah, yeah. So I kept the Chiefs at number one, and only because I think people aren't giving the Chargers defense as good of a credit as they have. I mean, they kept Joe Burrow to 13 points, and I don't know if you watched the Browns game or not, but they gave about 30 to Joe Burrow and company. Uh, and on top of that, Justin Herbert actually had a good game uh, overall. And so I think even though they showed against a Chargers team uh, that a lot of people aren't giving credit to, I think their Chargers team are a little bit better. Am I saying they're going to compete for the AFC West? I don't think that's going to happen. But I do think they're a little better than what people give them. So I keep the Chiefs number one. The Ravens, I keep them at uh, – they go up a spot. Uh, they jumped what used to be the, the Saints at number two. They go up to number – from three to two. Uh, I didn't jump them over the Chiefs only because I thought the Chiefs and the Texans had about the similar score, and the uh, Chiefs haven't been able to play the Browns yet, so we don't know what that game would look like. Uh, but I do think Ravens have a stellar defense. But uh, So right now they're at two for me. Uh, Seattle Seahawks, they move up one spot, uh, barely holding on against Pat. Uh, their secondary looks a little bit beat up, but, man, Russell Wilson threw nine touchdown passes in two weeks. Uh, he's not the front runner for MVP. I don't know what can be. Uh, for this guy, he's done just about everything and still doesn't end up in the MVP race at the end of the year. Uh, number four is probably the biggest jump of the week for me. Uh, it's the Packers. They jumped three to number four. Um, again, they play Minnesota and Detroit, so not the best defenses. And if you would have told me before last night that, oh, well, they're playing against the Saints, I would tell you that they're, they're playing the best defense they've seen all week in the Saints. Uh, but the Saints worried me against the Las Vegas Raiders. So, but anyway, Packers up three to number four. Number five, yeah, I have the Bills. They went up one spot over my Steelers. Uh, like you said, Josh Allen, uh, I picked him up in almost all my leagues because I thought uh, he would have a good year, and he's shown that with Stephon Diggs and company. Uh, so I have him up to number five. And really, that you can say, well, they barely beat Miami, but it wasn't even a close game till the end. Um, and so the Bills look good. Uh, number six for my Steelers, they dropped one spot just because uh, someone on Twitter the other night said, give, a, give me a gift on how you feel about our 2-0 Steelers. And I said, eh. Like, uh, you know, like uh, – I want to I want to believe in them. Their defense is stellar, but uh, the offense, uh, although it's supposed to come back on uh, all cylinders, uh, firing. Uh, I've been slow to come back, and maybe that's just because Ben Offer is trying to get into the groove uh, with some a lot of those new receivers. The only receiver that was there when he had his injury that was consistently in the lineup was Juju. Uh, so he's having to get used to Deontay Johnson and and, and a few others. And, but I, they drop one. The Cards uh, they move up two on me, uh, number seven. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I just didn't know if I wanted to buy them after the first week. They looked impressive against a Washington football club team uh, that uh, can, can be better than last year. But uh, So we'll see. I mean, I think this week they'll have a good test. Um, and then eight is the Saints. They dropped six spots. Um, I did want to take them on my top ten because I did want to overreact. Uh, Drew Brees did have Michael Thomas in there. And you say, well, why does Drew Brees need, need Michael Thomas? Because he just throws a lot better with Michael Thomas in there for whatever reason. Uh, that he's just comfortable they have chemistry. Uh, and when Michael Thomas comes back, I think they're going to be just as good. Um, so that's why I'm only dropping them to eight, not taking them completely out. Then number nine, I have the Titans, which 
like Robert, if you're a Titans fan, probably think I'm being disrespectful. Again, I, I'm just not sure. And, and I get that they went to the AFC Championship last year. Uh, but, I mean, they're, they're running down your throat, close games. Uh, that holds up against teams like Denver and Jacksonville, who did come back at the end. Uh, but will that hold up against a Chiefs team or a Ravens team? Or even if the Steelers get clicking by week four, you know, like you said, maybe we can come up with a bet or something like that. And one of us loses, uh, our team loses, we do something on, on uh, social media. But uh, anyway, and then uh, number 10, I had the Rams. Again, I didn't want to overreact in week one, uh, but they did look pretty good against a Phillies, an Eagles team that uh, seems to be disappointing out of the gate. Uh, but uh, they looked good, and they looked good the first week as well. So I had them as number 10, but they were not ranked before this week. And the one who dropped out, like you were saying earlier, with the 49ers, uh, you look at their depth chart, like I said this earlier in our episode, I mean, it's all O's and IR's. And so uh, I just – I can't put trust in a team that is uh, limping on, on one of their legs. So, uh, anyway, that's my power rankings for the week, sir. The Buccaneers also dropped out for me, Brad, you know, because, um, you know, you, you – the loss to the Saints and then the Saints go and lose to the Raiders. Um, you know, that, that, I think that hurts, you know, I think that hurts a team as well, like the Buccaneers. And so, um, but I, I fully expect the Buccaneers to get back into the top 10 at some point. Uh, but Hey, Brad, we have 11, 11, two and O teams. That, that's crazy. I, that's I, crazy. I think that's what the first time in NFL history. Uh, and so it's hard to do power rankings. The only team in the, in both of our top tens that has a loss is the Saints. And honestly, I mean, they're all the way down at, what, eight, nine. So, um, uh, the Saints got to – if they if they can – if they lose to the Packers, they'll be out of the top ten for sure, uh, I would think, um, depending on – well, I guess depending on the others that lose. But, uh, but yeah, we, we have the Ravens, Chiefs playing each other as well, Packers, uh, Saints. I mean, top ten matchups. Speaking of the Saints, too, you are speaking on Michael Thomas before we get to the picks. You know, I think that – uh, Drew Brees in that game last night, it was obvious that he was hurting for trust in a downfield in a downfield wide receiver. I mean, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, he he didn't do anything. Um, I literally I had a I had a fantasy football game that I lost last night um, in the last possession for the Saints. I know that's crazy. Um, the guy was ahead of me, and then Emmanuel Sanders caught that 17-yard pass, and then on the final play. The, the the throw to Alvin Kamara for like 15 yards, he got the lead back. And so I lost by like 0.7%. But it is what it is. Big fantasy football guys over here. So, uh, whew, I hate to see that happen. But, um, but yeah, I mean, if Michael Thomas was out there, I don't think I would have lost that game for sure. And I, I don't know if the Saints would have lost to the Raiders either. But uh, it is what it is. Let's go on to our picks, Brad. Uh, let's start off here. With our Thursday night matchup, the Miami Dolphins are at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Brad, I'll take the Jacksonville Jaguars in this one. Yeah, I'm going to take the Jags as well. Um, the, I think Miami has a little bit of promise there. I mean, I know I said in the preseason uh, outlook that I thought that it would be a, a breakout team, the best turnaround team, but uh, they're not looking too good right now. And the Jags, uh, besides the three-point loss to Tennessee, it took care of the Colts. And uh, Minshew's uh, firing all cylinders there in, uh, in Jacksonville, so – I'm going to pick the Jags. All right, Brad, I'm going to uh, – yeah, like I said, I'm going to take the Jaguars. All right, so we have uh, the Chicago Bears at the Atlanta Falcons. I'm going to take the Falcons to win this one. They've got to have a bounce-back game. Um, I'm actually going to pick the Bears here. Uh, I just I, – not that I trust him. Mitchell Trubisky, he had a terrible second half. Uh, but I trust him more than the Falcons right now, so – All right, Brad, the next matchup is going to be the L.A. Rams at the Buffalo Bills. I'm going to take the Bills in this one. 
Yeah, I'm going to take the Bills, too. I just I like their defense just a tad better. Uh, they both are in the top five in offense right now in the NFL. Uh, but I just – I think the Bills' defense edges out the, the Rams' defense, so I'll take the Bills. We didn't even mention – I mean, this, this is a top ten matchup as well. I didn't even like – didn't even think about that. All right, so then we have the Washington football team, club, whatever you want to call them, at the Cleveland Browns. Brad, I'm going to take the Cleveland Browns to win this one. Yeah, I'm going to take the Browns, too. Uh, I know Washington has a better defense, but I their, their offense is second to last in the league. So I'll pick the Browns here. Yeah, I don't think DeWine Haskins can win a can win a uh, homecoming matchup going back to Ohio. Ohio. Um, all right, so we have uh, the Tennessee Titans at the Minnesota Vikings. Brad, I'm going to take the Titans here. Minnesota, I just I don't know. I, I just don't know what to think of them. Yeah, not because the Titans uh, jipped me uh, on, on my record last week, but uh, I just don't trust Minnesota at all. So I'm going to pick Titans. I think you're still finished with a good record. We'll tell the fine folks right after we get done with the picks, but still done well. All right, the Las Vegas Raiders versus the New England Patriots. Brad, I'm going to take the Patriots to win this one. I know I, the Raiders, they did look good against the Saints, but you're traveling to New England. It's hard to win there. Um, yeah, it should be a really good game, though, I think. Yeah, I, want to be, I really want to be different here, but uh, I thought, despite losing to Seattle, I thought the Patriots looked pretty good um, outside their secondary, so I'll pick the Pats here as well. All right, Brad, uh, the San Francisco 49ers versus the New York Giants. Listen, the 49ers are beat up. They're, so, they're beat up. They're having to stay in New York. Well, well they're having to be in New York again. Um, uh, I don't know if they're going to stay there. I would think they probably will. But um, I just I, I think that this is kind of a trap game for them, and so I'm going to take the Giants to win this one. Yeah, I want to take the Giants. Uh, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, the Giants picking up Devontae Freeman today. Or, or talking about, there's been rumors going on. He had a visit there. He had a visit, yes. Yeah, but I do like the 49ers run game. I mean, their offensive line is still pretty healthy. Uh, McKinnon did well last last week. Um, they might get Raheem Osar back. And Nick Bosa is a game changer, but they still have Fred Warner and, and a few other guys still there. Uh, so I'm actually going to pick the 49ers here. All right, Brad. Um, I, I, yeah, I like the – we're different on that. I, I think it could go either way, really, which is kind of sad to say because – at the beginning of the season, it would have for sure been the 49ers. All right, Brad, the Bengals, Cincinnati Bengals at the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are kind of like Minnesota. I don't know what's up with them. I'm going to take the Bengals in an upset here, take Cincinnati to win it. Yeah, I don't know if it's considered an upset at this point in the season, but uh, I do think I like Cincy's uh, – I mean, Cincinnati's offense looks really good. So, uh, I'm going to pick Cincinnati here. All right, Brad, Houston at Pittsburgh. Uh Texans versus the Steelers. I, I think I know what you're going to go with, so that's why I'm going to take the Texans to win this one. Um, Steelers are probably going to win it, but be different. I'll, I'll, I want to be different on this one. Yeah, I'm going to pick Pitt. I know they sound like a homer thing, and I won't pick them all, all year. I mean, the first Ravens matchup, I'm probably not going to pick Pitt there, but uh, I just I don't think the Texans are very good. I, I agree. I think what scares me with the Steelers is just what – what Jeff what Jeff Driscoll done, you know, for the for the Broncos. I mean, listen, Deshaun Watson's a way better quarterback than Jeff Driscoll, and so uh, and so it does worry me. It should be a good game though, and uh, may come down to the wire. But yeah, again, I'll take the Texans. All right, the New York Jets at the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts defense looks um, really really good. Uh, I'm going to take the Colts here, and maybe even a shutout. Man, I was going to have you say, say have us say it together on three, uh, but it's okay. Well, uh, I got the Colts here as, uh, as well. 
Uh, maybe we can take this next one on three, Brad. The Carolina Panthers versus the L.A. Chargers. Chargers. We're both going to take the Chargers. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, I wanted to say lightning there for some reason. Anyways, the Tampa Bay Bucks versus the Denver Broncos. Uh, the Broncos are now beat up on offense and defense, and uh, I'm going to take the I'm going to take Tom Brady to get his first road win um, here uh, and beat the Bucks or beat yeah. the Broncos. No, I agree. I mean, Leonard Fournette looks great on the ground. Uh, their defense looks stellar this past week. I'll pick the Bucks here as, as well. All right, I got the Detroit Lions versus the Arizona Cardinals. I picked this as an interesting game of the week. I'm going to take the Cardinals to win this one, though. I mean, I just – I mean, I mean, maybe. I, th I think it could be a closer game than we think, but I, I don't know. I, I'm going to pick the Cardinals to win, though. Yeah, I hate that I keep picking the same games as you, but uh, I just feel like this week it's they're a little bit more obvious. Maybe maybe we're wrong, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to go to the Cardinals here as well. Yeah, that, that's why I went different with the Texans, because I knew you'd pick the Steelers. Uh, <laughs> all right, so we got the Dallas versus – Dallas Cowboys versus the Seattle Seahawks. Um, you know, listen, I, I, the, the Cowboys, I just, I, I'm not buying into the Cowboys. I'm just not, I just don't buy into the hype. Um, you know, they needed an onside kick to, to beat the Falcons and Seattle handled the Falcons pretty, pretty handily. So I'm going to take the Seattle Seahawks here, but I think it will be a good high scoring game. Yeah, I think it's going to be no defense for sure. Uh, I want to be different. Here. I'll just pick, I'll pick Dallas just to be different here. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. All right. Um, Green Bay Packers at the New Orleans Saints. Now, you know, if, if this was New Orleans that didn't lose to the Raiders, if this was New Orleans that had fans in the stands and, and like normal at the, at the, at the Superdome and whatnot, um, it would be harder for me to pick against them, but I'm going to take the Saints here. I think that they'll bounce back. This, this will definitely be the, the best test that the, Green Bay Packers have had so far after facing the uh, the lowly Lions and the lowly Vikings. So I'm going to take yeah, the same. I'm going to pick the Saints here. I really, really do. Uh, I don't like the Packers. Oh, this is a hard one. Uh, see, you had your picks out before. I don't think you go wrong with either one of them, really. Yeah, I'm gonna, I, mean, I went back and forth with this one. Yeah, yeah. Let me, I'm going to go with Green Bay here. I don't really like Green Bay as an organization, but I'll go, I'll go with Green Bay here. All right. All right. The last game, I think probably the game that everybody's going to be watching. Uh, this is a if, if two teams from the same conference could play each other in the Super Bowl, I think this would probably be everybody's Super Bowl pick for the year. But uh, unfortunately, they cannot. And maybe fortunately, they can't really for the NFC, at least. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are at the Baltimore Ravens. Brad. This one was this one was kind of hard for me, but my power rankings say it all. I think the Ravens are the better team, and they are at home, so I'm going to take the Ravens to win this one. It's going to be a really good game, though. It's going to be. Yeah, a good game. I thought it would be different. Um, I really want to. I really want to pick the like the Ravens here. I think their defense is better um, than the Kansas City Chiefs defense. Uh, I mean, listen, everything is great about both of these teams. Coaching's good, yeah, yeah. offense is good. You know, I mean. Yeah, let me. I'm gonna go with KC here, only because KC is number one in my power rankings, and I don't like the Ravens just because. Uh, well, they're a rivalry to the Steelers, and if they can lose the game and say we win against Houston, I mean that would make it all the better. So, uh, and my neighbor's a Ravens fan, so if I can stick it to him, that'd be great. So, anyway, 
hear you. I, well, they're no longer they're about to not be your neighbors. So I guess. <laughs> well, it's true, but hey, like, I mean, if they lost, you know, it'd be a good parting gift. So anyway, so yeah, I'll, I'll pick Kansas City in this one. Okay, well, I think again, you know, those last two games right there. I mean, they they might be toss up games. I mean, um, yeah. maybe has Baltimore really had a test either? I mean, the Browns, eh, you know, you don't really know how to feel about them. The Texans, you don't really know how to feel about them. I mean, but Kansas City, they already faced a good defense in the Chargers. So, I think maybe that could help them, really. Um, yeah, and honestly, I think that's why I was leaning a little bit more towards Casey anyway, because they did get to face the Chargers defense. And Chargers defense is legit. I think it's good. So, All right, folks. So, I, before we jump into Golden Point of Faith, I want to tell you that our record currently, I'm at 18 and 14. And then Brad is at 22 and 10. So, he's got a – he went 14 and 2 last week, folks. That is uh, – uh, yeah, raise the roof over there, Brad. I mean, uh, we both went eight and eight the first week. We were kind of just kind of filling things out, but now we we I think we're moved now. So uh, I went ten and six. Um, not not as lucky as Brad, but hey, you know what? Um, not not bad. Uh, it, it's a long season, folks. I mean, we go all the way to the Super Bowl here, so I mean, uh, he, Brad's got plenty of time to lose the lead to me. All right, without further ado, Brad, uh, will you uh, go into your golden point of faith? Yeah, Robert, thanks for uh, giving me a shout-out on the picks. Uh, I, you know, today we're not talking about pride, so uh, it's probably good for me. I'll, I'll say humble. Uh, but, I mean, I, I was proud of myself for going 14-2. and two. Uh, So, last year I lost by four. So, I'll take what I can get this year. So, anyway, uh, so today we're going to go into a subject that really is only talked about around April, beginning of April every year, and that is the, the resurrection. So, why we celebrate Easter, right? So, Jesus died for our sins. He's buried. He rose again three days later. And on that third day, it was a Sunday, and that's why we celebrate Easter Sunday. We celebrate a resurrected king. So a lot of culture and religious movements have come and gone. Uh, you can see that on Netflix. Uh, you can see it anywhere. Uh, you can, I mean, Waco is a really good series. Uh, that was about a cult. Um, and then uh, Wild Country, Wild and Free Country or whatever it was, that was a cult. That was crazy. But uh, I, I still a good one to watch about how uh, easy it is for people just to follow people. But – uh, most of the leaders went on to eventually die. Um, you know, no one saw them again, ever, and uh, except to maybe pay homage at their grave site. So think Buddha. You know, you can go see Buddha's grave site, and you can he's still there. Uh, you, you can go to a tomb today. I think it's Jesus, but he's not there anymore. Um, and so have you ever seen a dead man come back to life? I, I know I haven't. And, uh, I mean, we've seen, we've seen careers come back to life. Um, you know, we talked about Alex Smith. Uh, near-death experience, come back, and now he's uh, on the team, uh, made the roster. Uh, but we haven't actually seen somebody die, physically die, and come back to life. And the resurrection is the main event that separates Christianity from all other religious movements. So two things, our God is alive, and he's living. Obviously, I just said the same thing, but he, he's, he's ever-present, he's still alive. And so one cannot throw out the evidence. And uh, over maybe, at least for this episode, I might do an extended version of this next episode as well. Uh, but we're going to talk about the proof of the resurrection, the evidence of it. So uh, the first proof that the resurrection actually happened occurs in written form in 1 Corinthians 15, uh, one of my favorite chapters of the Bible. And verses 3 3 says, For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas and to the twelve. Cephas was Peter. Um, then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time. Most of them are still alive. Though some have fallen asleep, then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Last of all, as the one untimely born, he appeared also to me. So, in saying that, over 500 people, individuals, 
saw the re saw the resurrected Christ, saw him resurrected. And so I guess an example I have is, so say I hit a hole in one and I'm the only one that sees it, but I say, Hey man, like, Hey Robert, uh, I hit a hole in one. He's like, Oh cool. Do you have any footage on it? He's like, no, nah, you just got to take my word for it. He's like, man, I got to see, I got to see this. You got to do this again. And he's like, well, I can't, I can't do it again. Like, like, like it, it happened. I promise. I promise. Promise. And it's like, nah, I, I really got to see proof. And so, you know, and I think that's for a lot of people. Like if we hear about a half court shot or maybe the kid who hits the uh, half court shot during college basketball season, uh, they get to win the free tuition. It's like you, it's cool if you hear it, but it's, but you actually believe it when you see it on YouTube or on ESPN or whatever the case may be. And so, uh, so it, the same thing with Christ is over 500 individuals saw him at the resurrection, including 500 at the same exact time. So that's like going to a Titans game and watching them kick the winning field goal against the Chiefs last year. Like, yes, we have video footage of it, but then every the, the 80,000 that saw that happen can go walk away from that stadium and they all saw the same thing. And so, uh, you know, uh, but I will say that, you know, hitting the hole in one, if 500 people saw it or it was on YouTube or ESPN, you would believe me a lot more. And I think that's the same thing we can say here with the proof of the resurrection is Christ wasn't just, he didn't just die. He didn't, he wasn't buried. He didn't rise again three days later and no one saw him. Like, like 500 people saw this guy resurrected and then he saw Cephas. So that's, that's Paul. So that's another one. And then he saw the 12, that's another 12. And then he made himself appear to Paul. And so, I mean, over 500 people saw Jesus after he had died. And so due to lack of time and really, uh, lack of space in my, in my, uh, my devotion that I typed up. Uh, this is the first evidence of the resurrection of Christ that actually occurred and, and that Christians really do serve a living God and, and a loving one at that. A lot of times we just think God's this terrible person. And trust me, I have family members right now. Uh, my half sister, uh, it's a, is literally, I mean, we lost our dad back in July and, uh, her mom is supposed to die sometime this week from battling after battling stage four cancer. She's in hospice care. And if someone, her, someone like her could say, well, that's not fair. How can God do this to me? Uh, but God's a loving God. And, and we'll hear that throughout what I'm pointing faith in the future. But just know that God is a loving one and a living one. Like he's not, he's not just a loving God who wants to make everybody's life miserable. He's a loving one at that. And I think he shows that when he sends Christ. I mean, Romans 5, 8 says, but God shows love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Like he sent his only son to die for us. And so no other religion can say that. No other religion can say that their God or deity had died and rose again. Not, not, not one. Not one can do that. Even the cults, but their leaders, like their leaders were the promised Messiah, but yet no one's seen them after they passed away. Uh, no one has still seen David Goresh after the Waco incident, you know, like even though he was, he claimed to be the Messiah. And so, uh, so my question is, and this is what I want to leave you with, and, and sorry if it was a little over today, but it is, what is your response to this evidence? So just like, what would be your response to the winning kick that you saw in person? You'd probably cheer, right? You'd probably be excited and you'd cheer. And so if you're sitting here listening to me talk about the proof of the resurrection and you say, hey, 500 people saw this, it was recorded, it was written down, then an extra 14 people on top of that saw him at different times, uh, what do you do with the evidence? And I think I wanted you to respond. So you can either respond and ignore it, or you can respond and maybe reach out to one of us. Maybe Robert and I Facebook message us. Uh, you can email us. You can, you can comment on the post. I um, would love to talk to you about it. So in saying that, uh, I'll get into more of the proof of the resurrection next week, uh, past the physical evidence of him coming back and, and being shown to over 500 people. Uh, and we'll talk about this some more. So uh, I hope that spoke out to you. And I know it's not Easter time, but hey, as a Christian, we should be celebrating the resurrection daily uh, because without the resurrection, uh, we're still uh, sinners and have a broken relationship with God. So.
That's what I got. Amen, Brad. Amen. Welcome to Golden Point Sports Podcast. You can find us on Apple, YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, and more. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Let us know what you thought in your comments. And go rate us and give us reviews on any other podcast site you listen to. Again, thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoyed this week's episode.